Many years ago, I explored how Walter Sullivan compared to real-world serial killers and came to the conclusion he had little in common with them. Serial killers tend to have certain patterns of behaviors. They tend to be violent from a young age, lacking empathy for others, subtle and manipulative, often capable of converting others to their beliefs. They are self-centered and egotistical, and care about themselves above all else. None of these factors match Walter's behavior before or after his killing spree began. But what does it mean that Walter doesn't resemble traditional killers? What does it tell us about who he is and why he kills? Walter is unique among Silent Hill characters with relations to the Order. Unlike Claudia, Vincent, Alessa, or other victims of the cult, Walter leaves Silent Hill, and he is the only one to experience life outside. He travels many times as a child and young adult to Ashfield to see his mother, and even attends college and moves to Pleasant River. It is during these years that he meets Eileen, whose kindness towards him drives him to tears. We don't know many of the details of what happened in those years, but he eventually makes the choice to return to Silent Hill for good, implying that he failed to adapt to a normal life, and was forced to return to the only world he'd ever known. He seems to see the Order in a different light than Claudia, though not with as much realistic cynicism as Vincent. He recognizes his suffering comes from members of the Order and the people who work for them from a young age, and he doesn't seem completely taken in by the cult's beliefs until much later. It is his desire for love, his desperation for a family, that leads him to be drawn further into their dogma. Walter does not kill until he is 24 years old. It is at this point that a member of the Order performs a ritual that places Voltiel inside his consciousness, an act meant to give Walter supernatural abilities. Alessa and Claudia have abilities that are never explained, and Walter too could simply have been capable of unexplainable feats for no discernible reason. But the story specifically states how he got his powers. Voltiel was placed inside his mind, and at this point his personality changes. Never before having been violent, Walter turns on those who raised him. His first victim is Jimmy Stone, killed in the wish house, shot in the back of the head, a quick and brutal execution that likely left him feeling little pain. Walter is not a torturer, yet. While his first victim is clearly named, the order of the rest of his victims is confusing. The numbered order given by canon makes no sense in the timeline, as I discussed in my Magic of Silent Hill video from years ago. Four of the victims are all killed on the same night in the shopping center, yet according to the official order, two of the shopping center victims are killed, and then Walter kills others, before returning to finish the shopping mall killings. That's nonsensical. There's no reason for him to return if he'd already left, and there's no logic to that order. 
If we consider the order of the victims to be the numbering of the hearts for the ritual, rather than the literal order of their deaths, then the killings can make logical sense. His next victims were two high school students in Pleasant River. Bobby Randolph and Shine Martin were interested in the cult, and likely approached Walter knowing he came from Silent Hill. Perhaps being asked about his past upset him. He killed the two boys, while the third, Jasper, ran away. The boys were both strangled, and considering neither of them escaped while Jasper did, Walter may simply have grabbed them both by the neck, one-handed, squeezing until they were gone. It is with the next victim that Walter's violence starts to escalate. A childhood memory of being shouted at by the pet shop owner, Steve Garland, is what led Walter to target him next. He shoots the man with a machine gun, avoiding his chest so he can remove the heart, which likely means he was bleeding out on the floor while watching Walter brutally murder the pets in his store. Here we see Walter lashing out, taking out years of trauma on a victim associated with his pain but not responsible for it, This killing spree continues as he kills the other shop owners in the area, including his former boss, Rick Albert. Walter bludgeoned him to death with a golf club. The next victim, the clock store owner, is killed in his workroom with the man's own screwdriver. The last, the bartender Eric, was informed of the killings by a customer and decided to close shop and go home early. It was his birthday, but his family wasn't home when he arrived. It was Walter waiting for him. After these four, Walter kills another member of the Order, George Roston, the man who instructed Walter, the one who placed Valtiel inside his consciousness. The last two victims of the first spout of killings must be Billy and Miriam Locaine. All of Walter's victims were found with no trace of evidence, Yet notes and newspapers in the game indicate Walter Sullivan was caught and imprisoned, specifically for these killings, the twin children. The only way he would have been caught and associated with these deaths is if he were at the scene of the crime. Why was Walter imprisoned? With his godlike abilities and the lack of evidence, it seems nearly impossible for him to be caught, and of course his suicide in the prison has long confused fans and led to speculation. His body is not in his grave, but behind the wall in Henry's apartment. In Silent Hill 2, we read that the man who was arrested for the killings shouted, I did it, but it wasn't me, saying the Red Devil was punishing him. In Silent Hill 4, the Red Devil is Jimmy Stone, named for the red hood he wore in rituals. A few days after his arrest, Walter commits suicide in prison and is presumably buried. He has a grave in the second game, but that grave seems to have been moved in the fourth game to the graveyard in Silent Hill's forest. Either way, the grave is empty. There is no body, no stand-in for Walter. And the numbers 11121 are written in blood on the bottom. After his death, the murders continue as Walter moves through the world as a ghost. Victim 12 is Peter Walls, who was connected to the cult via its drug trade, a stoner who claimed to be able to see God, a phrase that undoubtedly infuriated Walter and led him to beat the man to death. Victim 13 was Sharon Blake, 
an old woman whose family had all joined the order, but who had refused their requests and even threats to join them. She went to Silent Hill looking for her family, which is where Walter found her, at the graveyard by the lake, and he drowned her. The 14th was another member of the order, Toby Archbolt, who was pushed off a cliff during a trip to Mexico. The 15th victim is Joseph, the writer investigating the Wish House and the Order, who had the unfortunate luck of moving into room 302. He is presumably killed by a ghost and is eventually subsumed into the very apartment itself. The rest of the deaths all occur in-game, targeting people Walter met in life, people connected to the apartments and the Order. What's noticeable about Walter's victims is who appears as ghosts and who does not. The children, the high schoolers, and the twins are not ghosts. Shine and Bobby never appear, and the twin victims become a monster that point in judgment at the player, perhaps at Walter himself. George Roston is not a ghost, though the other members of the Order are, but he may be trapped in Walter's other worlds anyway. The burned doll dressed as a Christian priest resembles this outline of Roston, and may imply that the man who imprisoned Voltiel in Walter's mind has himself been imprisoned in Walter's other worlds, trapped in a plastic doll. The other worlds of Walter's mind reflect his pain and his attitudes towards people and the world, and they reflect a thread of guilt, of conflict that creates a fascinatingly complex character. After all, Henry is in Walter's mind, a place of his own making, yet is capable of defeating Walter at his own game. Pieces of Walter's world aid him in his escape and his attempts to save Eileen. What force is fighting against Walter? Young Walter is a character who exists as part of Walter's innocence, his youth, an example of how Walter is divided, how his thoughts and actions are conflicted. That conflict may go back to the beginning of the sacraments, to the ritual that changed Walter and his arrest. The Valtiel ritual that gave him powers may have influenced his mind, whether this is some form of mind control, or simply the shattering of an already fragile, imbalanced young man by forcing an eldritch being into his head, is unclear. Either way, it seems he is not in full control or not in his right mind, whereas as a young man he was gentle, withdrawn, and sought to leave the cult. Once the ritual is performed, he is violent, masochistic, and devoted to the ritual. His violence escalates, with each death becoming more graphic, from shooting people in the back of the head, to strangling, to using machine guns, screwdrivers, up to the presumed last death in the Ten Hearts murders, and the first killing of a female character, Miriam, who is torn to bloody violent pieces. I did it, Walter says, but it wasn't me. These are the deaths that get him arrested. Was it because the original Walter broke through? Because for a moment, the terror of the realization that he had torn a young girl to pieces woke him up. The only way he could have been arrested for the deaths of the children was if he was caught at the scene of the crime, since there was no evidence and no connections to him at any of the murders. Only if the real Walter Sullivan was caught would they have known his name and identity and connection to Pleasant River. 
Did the real Walter Sullivan get caught and attempt to kill himself in prison? Did the possessed Walter Sullivan, existing beyond the limits of the mortal world, rise from his grave in Silent Hill, return to room 302, and perform the ritual of the Holy Assumption? In Catholic Christianity, the Assumption is the belief that Mary, the Mother of God, at the end of her life did not die, but was taken body and soul to heaven, that she was assumed in her living body to the afterlife. Assumption comes from the Latin assumptio, meaning a taking. Walter performs a bloody ritual to ascend to the other world body and soul, where his spirit becomes the ghost that haunts the other worlds, and his body transforms into the macabre conjurer. This monster resembles his corpse in the real world. It is hung by hooks, with black feathers coming out of its back. The Christian imagery in Walter's death is powerful and extends to the final boss battle against his real body. He is hung upon a cross, with the blood of his victims pumping in his veins, having drunk the white oil from the obsidian cup. The chrism, the name for the item from Silent Hill 2, is another Christian reference. A chrism is a mixture of oil and balsam that is consecrated and used in rituals in various Christian communities, often for anointing at baptisms. It is a tradition that descends from the Bible, when holy figures had oil poured upon their head in rituals so that the Spirit of the Lord would come unto them, and the chrism anointment signifies being visited by the Spirit of God. In the final battle, Henry must use both the umbilical cord, the only piece of Walter's physical body which remains untainted by the Order's rituals, to render his body weak to physical attack. Then he must use the eight spears of the Holy Mother to destroy his physical body, each representing victims that were killed in his second life as a spirit. This spear is also another reference to the crucifixion and the story of the Spear of Longinus. A single line of the Bible, John 19.34, references a Roman soldier who pierced Jesus' side with a spear while he hung on the cross to ensure he was dead. Apocryphal documents like the Gospel of Nicodemus name this soldier Longinus, hence the spear's name. It's said the spear inherited incredible powers from this, and various churches and groups across history have claimed to have the real spear for their own. In Silent Hill 4, Walter is hung upon the cross and Henry must use the spears that represent his victims to ensure he is dead. The Umbilical Cord the last piece of Walter's original untampered self is what enables his downfall. But it is also the holes in the apartment, the keys that open doors that lead Henry to the truth, the texts that inform Henry of what he needs to know. Who is leading him? Who is allowing this to happen? Who is undermining Walter's desires and who is really in control? The antagonist Walter cannot be in complete control, since the monsters in these levels attack him at times, since there is a younger version of himself he has no power over, since his memories and secrets are there to see, since there are other forces that give Henry the ability to stand up and defeat him. Is there a real, original Walter still at work in these worlds? A memory, an impression, a spirit attempting to set things to rights, a ghost haunting itself. It's possible. It would explain more fragmented aspects of the game's story, such as Walter's arrest and first death, 
the existence of young Walter and the contradictory aspects of the other worlds, how Henry is capable of defeating the killer in his own world, and it makes him a fascinating figure, much like other divided antagonists in horror history, from The Shining to Twin Peaks. Either way, Walter Sullivan, the strange, tormented, violent, and tragic figure, will remain fascinating to fans of Silent Hill 4 for years to come.